Dave, Phil, how are you guys? Doing all right, mate. Doing all right. How are you? How very are good. How are you, boys? Buzzing. Very yeah. good. Buzzing, yeah. man. Buzzing. Proper buzzing. You know what? Proper missed our catch-up last week. Really wanted to catch up with you last week. Probably needed it as well, to be honest with you. So uh, hopefully this podcast will be going just as slick as I had in my mind. <laughs> Without any Usual. preparation. We do a lot of planning in those sessions. So anyone, if the listener finds that the, the quality is dipped in this episode, yeah. they'll know just how important the planning process is to us. Hmm. So it's about 55 minutes of talking cod. Yeah. Consistent. We'll be consistent in whatever we're doing anyway, boys. That's that's one thing that of we are consistent we consistent in something. <laughs> Definitely. We are, we are. So I've got a question for you both. Got a question. Dave, Go on. Bill. How are you feeling? Doing all right, mate. Yeah, you. Phil. What that's a pretty that sounds like a loaded mm. question, mate. I'm all right, mm. if I'm honest with you. I think. <laughs> well it is though, isn't it? I mean that's that's the that's the uh stock answer, isn't it? That's what we say. How are you feeling? I'm all right, how are you? Mm. We just deflect it, don't we? Don't really answer the question. I always say, on a good day, I'm all right, and on a bad day, I'm all right, which is pretty standard, because mm. uh, that's the way I tend to feel. Yeah. Pretty standard. Yeah. What's your standard reply? We all do it, though, don't we? Yeah, we all, all right, yeah, the house could be on fire. You st- stood on the doorstep watching it sort of burn to the ground and your neighbour mm. gets passed. You all right? Yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a stock answer. I think it's very seldom that I would turn around to you and go, no, I'm having a proper shit day. Even if I was, I probably won't tell you. I probably won't tell you. Why is that? Oh, because I wouldn't, because you could be coming to me all buzzed up. And at the end of the day, I don't want to go, I'm having a shit day and bring you down. Do you know what I mean? I just want to, I'll probably keep it to myself and sort it out myself. And I can't have a very noble that. Yeah. Well, I think we all, Sometimes, and maybe with the three of us, sometimes if we get on a call, over the period of that call, I might open up a little bit more because it's you guys, maybe. I might open up more. I might go, yeah, I'm all right. And then halfway through it, I'll be going, I know, anyway, anyway. <laughs> and so my initial response is, yeah, I'm good. But that doesn't necessarily mean to, that's not necessarily uh, the truth. There you go. There's there's an answer for you. Why do you reckon that is? Why why do we do it? Why do we why do we avoid speaking the truth? Because we spoke about truth recently, didn't we? You know, so there's you can be a little bit truthful at times, but why do we avoid that? I mean, Dave, you just said obviously you want to like you don't want to bring people down. If that's the case, I don't want to bring you down, but also I don't know. Maybe it's my personality, and I have sort of I have got a bit of a you know I have got quite a big personality, and I can't have it. If I go into a situation and I go in in a shit mood or I'm having a shit day, it'll bring everyone else down. I know it will. It instantly will do. But if I go into a situation and everyone's down and I'm a bit, oh, I can get everybody else up, you know? So I did, I wouldn't want to, well, how would I describe it? What's the best way? I wouldn't want to pollute that situation with me coming and going, Ugh, you know, because it's just me. That's my shit. That's me having a bit of a crap day. Don't make you say the other two, three, four, five people in there. They don't need to hear that. They've all got their own stuff going on, you know. But I, however, when I people do talk to me about it a lot, <laughs> if they're having a shit day, and I'll, I do listen. Well, maybe. I mean, just 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 a thought here that you know, if you if you were if you actually weren't feeling very good, and you went, actually, I'm not feeling it today. I'm a little bit pissed off about something. You're giving somebody the opportunity to be a friend, then, aren't you? To go, you know, tell us about it, mate. I also don't believe you're not necessarily that- bringing them down. You might be helping them. 
A lot of people don't have the, the ability to do that, though. A lot of people that you speak to don't have the ability to listen. I find now I'm not I'm not being horrible, but a lot of people. You could, if I went to a situation and started talking about that, people, some people are listening, and some people, before you know it, will start will shut that conversation down and start talking about themselves because they're like, yeah, like, no, it's about me, no, it's about me, and I can for every ten people you meet, eight of them will be like that. So. I think it's an absolute skill to be able to listen to what somebody's got to say, take it on board. And even if you, even if you haven't got anything to add, add back or any words of wisdom to add back, just to listen is an absolute skill and not many people have that. What was that, sorry? <laughs> oh, he's a bugger. I was thinking, oh, of should I do something like that? And I thought, no, it's a bit crass, really. But uh, then Andy plowed <laughs> in with it. But what are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> Well, at least you're listening. Um, no, I, I, that's totally, you know, there's a right t- time and place for everything. And, and you know, I think we're yeah, talking no, in general terms, aren't we? Like, if we have a meeting and, you know, there's a few of us, we don't want to bring all that shit to the table. But there is a time and place. And, and I think as blokes, we are exceptionally crap at talking about how we feel because, well, all sorts of reasons, isn't there, really? So actually, when someone you know, does want to just listen, that's really flipping powerful to me. I mean, <laughs> I'm flipping. When, when I was going through psychotherapy, you know, I'd pay 35, whatever, 40, 45, I've forgotten, quid a week to sit and just talk. And I'm not the most natural person at just talking, you know, for someone just to listen to me was like, oh God, you know. <laughs> so it's, you know, that, that, and that's an extreme, but, you know, as friends, we'll all have conversations that might start with, yeah, I'm all right. And then, yeah, as Dave says, you know, I think it was Dave that said it. I, I sort of drifted off a little bit, but <laughs> were, you not, were you not listening? <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> I was just thinking of something smart to say, a little biffy one-liner. Uh, but no, no, but, you, you know, um, but we will have those conversations that do start, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, great. And then, We'll get to the the nub of something that's, you know, doing our ads in. And then it feels really good to have got it off your chest. But I just, I really don't think any of us are good enough at it. Us, my pals, you know, I can't say this is a bloke thing per se, but, you know, common, common sort of knowledge is that men are better, but men aren't as good as talking about their emotional state as, as women. And I hate generalisms like that, but I think we all get a sense that that's, from my experience, absolutely true. I think you're right. No, I, 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 think, I think you're right with that, mate. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, that's my experience of going to men's talking groups that they'll, they'll say things they've never said before in front of other people. They'll only say it in front of other blokes because they don't want to appear different. Why, why do you reckon it is? Why do you reckon men tend not to speak or show their emotions. I think it's a man thing, isn't it? We are, as men, we are built to be what's expected of men, which is to be, you know, sturdy, hard. You know, we're not affected by by things like that. You know, back in the day, we went out, we we went hunting, we brought back the food, we provided for the family, and that's sort of still in the DNA or that's that's still part of it. We don't go to people with with problems. We 
we fix things. People come to us with their problems and we, f- we, we fix it for them. Mm. You know, yeah. it's, it's not the other, it's not the other way around. Do you agree, Phil? Yeah, no, I think that is the bit, the bit of the, the however these things originate, you know, but you know, I think that is, I do often think that like our brains are, are just aren't equipped, you know, they aren't evolved enough to deal with the complexity of stuff we have to deal with. You know, like we are, we are just wired for just about the hunter-gatherer, all these kind of very base. I, I, I just, I might be completely wrong, but I do feel sometimes when I'm just trying to grapple with something in my head and, and, and it just feels like that almost part of humanity kind of evolved more, our ability to communicate and do things and all that kind of stuff just evolved at a rate our brains perhaps didn't. And that might be complete bollocks, but that's that's <laughs> how I think sometimes. I just think, you know, if we were greater beings, we'd be able to process stuff a bit more and go, you know, I'm, I'm having a bad day, but actually I'm going to remove myself from the situation and look at all the things that are making me feel like I've had a bad day and then rationalize them myself, put it back together and I'll feel fine. But we don't because of all this complicated stuff that goes on, you know. And that's why I think sometimes just having being man enough to have those conversations uh, when you are feeling a bit crap is quite powerful. And we just, like I say, don't, don't, don't do it enough. I think it's really strange that, you know, we in the same conversation, we're talking about being manly is not showing your emotions, but also being manly is expressing your emotions. It depends who you're speaking with, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. You know, it because does, it's, yeah. not, it's not masculine to, to be seen as weak when we're in a hunter-gatherer kind of environment, well, obviously we're not there anymore. But it's also being man enough to open up. So it, it can be perceived as a weakness internally, but actually externally seen as a strength if we do that. Yeah, what Andy said, basically. Then therein lies the challenge of modern... Thanks for tuning in to Talking Talk. And we've got the answer. Send us an email. <laughs> I totally agree with you two, but I feel lucky in some respects that I do have those outlets to have those conversations. And, and to be, you know, those conversations will be most likely with you two guys. And those conversations will be you two guys before we even started Talking Cod. We were having those talking, we were having those conversations. And Talking Cod was an evolution of those conversations to, to continue them, you know. So it's slightly bizarre that I might not have, I might not be able to open up in front of some of my mates in the real world, but I can get on here and talk to you and other people <laughs> listen to it that I, I've never even met, you know? I mean, how different is that? And we always this is like therapy, you know? If, to, I don't know, to, if that's one way, we've described it as that like that a few times, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's interesting though, isn't it? Because... Obviously, we're friends and we create an environment for ourselves to get things off our chest. And often we forget that we'll have a listener or two or three or several thousand if you're a sponsor who might actually be listening to us at some <laughs> point. But it feels but it feels all right. And yeah. for me, it's almost that we have one of the basic fears we have is the fear of being judged. Now, when we're talking as friends, I don't really give a shit anymore you know if, if, I'm, if I'm in a bad way I'll tell him in a bad way you know yeah, for the last couple of years since we've been doing this we're really honest with each other aren't we you know we've reached out to each other I'm having a shit day 
somebody picks up the phone immediately. And that's great. You know, that's that's that really is what friendship's all about. Because we're not judging each other anymore, are we? We just wanted to be there to help each other. Do you get emotional? Sub thing. See Phil's head gone down a little bit there and Dave's ready to talk. Define emo there's different types of emotion that yeah, well what yeah. Yeah, of course I do. But the way that I show it can be completely different. You know, I think I think emo well, so emotion to some people or a lot of people maybe defined us of it would be maybe tears, you know, that that side of it. So if I had to look at that, so am I emotional? Yes, I am. Do I have the tear aspects of it? Not very often. And if I do, it'll be weird situations, like situations that you would not associate with tears sort of thing. Or if you're looking at emotion as in, not necessarily now, guys, because I'm a pretty chilled individual now, go back a few years and think about outbursts and rage and anger. Oh, my God, yeah. Without a doubt. The fury, if you, you know, that emotion could just explode like literally go from zero to 100 mile an hour and explode in fury so if we're thinking of it i guess we've got to think about different types of emotion so in my life probably more the fury in the previous life absolutely every now and again can i can i well up and get like that yeah but in it's in mad situations like so i'm more likely to get to well up and get teary emotional that's the way to describe it if I've just done a run or an event or I get to the end of it, oh my God, I get overwhelmed, completely overwhelmed. It's just bizarre. And I want to get it out, but it's like my body's my body's got this trigger and goes, keep it all in. And it's weird. I feel like I could explode <laughs> sometimes. But where I think other events, you know, other events where you might be at a funeral uh, or something like that, or I don't necessarily, I want to be like that, but I'm not. It's it's like sometimes I think I, I've got no emotions, you know, when I, I liken it, liken it to that side of it. I, I want to get it out or just do something, get it out, you know. It's like when you go to the gents and you go you, you go for a pee and someone stands next to you and you can't go. Don't like us. Do you know, where do you know are we what going I mean? with this? It's like it's like <laughs> I want to get something out and it's not coming out. It's like that. It's as if it's as if oh, it's right. as if the emotion. It's as if the emotions are there. It's as if the emotions are there, and then some sort of some switch goes. No, that ain't coming out. Bang! Don't let it out. It's just like, staying what? in this. It's What's staying going on? in. There are various types. I guess there's different types. I'm liking it to two possible types of emotion. I guess there's lots of other things that you can you can put in the mix. Those are the two that I know. I don't know how many others they are. Six. Is six. there real? What are they then? Go on. What are they? What are they? The six basic types of emotion. So yes. dozy, happy, <laughs> clumsy, <laughs> dwarves. Oh, well, you got you got, well, you got one of short them. stature. You got one well, of them. For I'm those thinking... for those people who are shorter. Please don't be offended by Phil there, please. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know what he's saying a lot of the time. <laughs> um, six basic types of emotions. This isn't a universal description, but generally speaking, in the English language, that's what we kind of look at. Uh, happiness, sadness, fear, disgust, anger, and surprise. So we've just picked up on the negatives there. I did, didn't I? I just picked exactly. up on the this next is, straight this away. This is their thing. Wow. Straight away. Yeah. And this thing. So we're talking yeah. about emotional. Yeah. No, yeah. no. So when you think when you think about emotional, we immediately go to, well, 
you're tearing up about something yes. and feeling sadness. But, you know, tears don't have to be sad tears. You can have happy tears. Love it. Spot you know, on. You, you can cry when you're scared. Cry. You can you cry know, with so laughter, as our listener can. often does. <laughs> you know, and people cry when they're angry as well. You know, so what we're talking, the response is, is a physical manifestation of the emotion. It just comes out of ourselves in, in a particular way. And it's also interesting. It's, it's either for us, because we, you know, because we're blokes and we're dead easy to work out, we're either happy or we're sad. You know, it's as simple as that. We're either like, we're either crying or we're angry. You know, we're very easy to work out. So women have got it quite easy living with us, haven't they? We're very simple machines in that respect. But they're the six basic types of emotion. So think a little bit more about decisions because the opposite to emotional, generally speaking in culture, is logical or rational. So when it comes to making decisions, for example, so do you have a decision-making process which is based on logic or emotion? Phil, you're good with words. Bloody hell. That was a, that was a great example of being great. Yeah, no, words. exactly. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I think yeah, because again, I often talk about my rational brain and my you know my creative brain, and I think my rational brain does have a process. So I've just been thinking about getting solar panels to pay for my electricity and, and what. And my oh my god! Brain it's the next. No surprise there, boys. No surprise there. No surprise. <laughs> Let's yeah, connect but if you something go off else grid, up. But then, you know, yeah, no, absolutely right. But, you know, in thinking about it, I'm, I'm kind of looking at spreadsheets to try and work out when, 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 it, when it sort of breaks even and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But then I'll probably spend a similar amount of money. Well, I'll make another decision, a, a biggish decision, sometimes just based on a, on a whim or on an emotion or, you know, a feeling. So it's a difficult, I don't, it's a really weird, weird one for me to answer because I know that I do both. And that, that, that's probably why I call my company Diagonal Thinking, you know, a quick plug. Anyone needs a creative consultant, <laughs> any of our listener. Um, I shouldn't do that, really. Send, no, send him a bill. I digress Andy, completely. Andy, send <laughs> yeah, him a bill for free grand sponsorship. Free grand sponsorship yeah. plug there. Thank you very much. Send uh, the cash. Send the account. What am Invoice I doing? on the way. Well, I've been paid to you too. That's great, isn't it? <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's weird. I do both. I, I, I'll do... Things that are very logical and have kind of worked out and have thought through, and then sometimes I will just decide something on a whim, you know, and and, and just go for it. So yeah, yeah, it doesn't answer okay, the question. Okay. But do you well, think that? The, and, and this is my thing: is like thinking all this through. Say six emotions at you know, a core, and then as Dave said, you know, certain situations you might be expected to cry, like a funeral, you know, and have been in that situation before and then and, and then another situation that's completely different that, that that wouldn't you wouldn't associate with that expression of emotion you will express that emotion and is there something here about like you know we all have different personality types and is is our emotional response to to things just as unique as our personality type that in one situation we might naturally you know, react a certain way, but not in 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 other situations where it might be socially, you know, expected that you well up or get angry. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, to me, it feels like we're all wired up differently, and that, that there's probably a an emotional, you know, like a, a Myers Briggs of the emotions. Just thinking that, you know. And if there isn't, we should invent it. You've heard it here yeah. first. Yeah, talking God, 
talking card. Talking uh, card. Psych- talking card. <laughs> Psychological testing. That's not, that's not till our Sunday session, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Um, <laughs> but the, the Myers Briggs um, evaluation. I did that again recently, and I've I've changed from thinking to feeling. Yeah. I've gone from. Go. What is it? I went from architect, which is the complete rational person, to something I forgot what it was now. But it's it's the same one as um, like spiritual leaders. I'm, I'm you know a lot of my decisions now are based or recognise that my decisions are based on a gut feeling or a heartfelt feeling. Or, this doesn't feel right anymore, or you know I feel it in my gut that this is the right thing to do, or my heart's telling me I should be doing this now. You know, rather than let's think pragmatically about this. And sometimes life's too short to think pragmatically. Do you think that's another age thing then? Because this we talked about mm. last time, didn't we? Mm. Like the gut and how we should perhaps, and, and that, that you know, the, the older you get, the more exper- experience you've got to draw on and all these subliminal, subconscious bits of processing that perhaps are happening. You know, is all of that experience going, I've got a hunch here, you know, 100%, and, 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 and maybe, maybe that, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say that of myself, you know, that the, the logical decisions, I don't know. I, d- I don't need that. I don't, unless it's getting solar panels and it's monetary and all that, you know. But if it's just about how am I going to feel if I take this course of action, does this feel right for me? I, I, I think that somewhere in the deepest recesses of, of my brain thoughts, there's enough, there's enough, to draw Intel. on to make a sensible decision. Yeah. The intel, yeah, no, nah, totally. Yeah, we all have our in, our own, like, internal intel that knows us better than we know us and can help us make those, those decisions. And, and uh, again, I'm sounding a bit wee-wah there, but I, I just, I do believe I you're right, the mate. longer you go on in life. Yeah. That's self-awareness, isn't it, I guess? It's self-awareness. What do you reckon, Dave? Because you've got some... You got some strong feelings about why people buy things, for example, you know, the economy and why we're plugged into this machine. Is that an emotional thing or a logical thing? Oh, I think it feels right. I think it depends on oh, Christ Almighty. There's a lot of considerations. However, for us, we're, we're, we're midlife, aren't we? To a certain extent. Well, hopefully under midlife because we're going to grow. We're going we're gonna to live, live forever. But there's a big logic for me. There's a big logical thing of it because of all the stuff that we've learned over time. You know, you know what's going to. You can instantly, you know, that do this, do that. That'll work. That won't work, and stuff like that. Uh, that sits with it. But then, yeah, the gut element of it, hundred percent, is 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 part of it. I think when you're crossing when you're crossing over into from a from a buying perspective, sometimes it's it, it's in a set. I need that. I've got to have that because I need it for this. But depends on the purchase, doesn't it? And and the story that that particular brand is telling, and you buy into that story, and that and the the, the particular brand has a story, and and they build a narrative around it, uh, where it, where it's come from, what it's all about, what, and a lot more to that, what it stands for. It's a lot. So I think sometimes, it, depending on what it is, it's very black and white. You know, I'm buying washing up liquid because I need that washing up liquid to wash those pots. Okay. And I've got, and it's a price point, so I'm buying it from a price point. Or it's starting to evolve. I'm buying that washing up liquid, and I'm buying it even though it costs a bit more, but I know it's ecologically produced, and it's got this on the impact and stuff like that. And so you pay a little bit more for it. 
but it's a simple product, isn't it, that you're buying for a particular task. But then you might be going to buy a pair of jeans and those jeans are 150 quid. Well, why are they 150 quid? Because they're made in an ethical way and it's done this and it's done that and it's done that. Now, there are so many factors that can go into go into buying into something compared to what they used to be. It, it, it's, it's, so, it's so different. It's just so different. Dave, I think you're onto something there, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of challenge a little bit about that because I reckon pretty much every buying decision we make is, is starts with emotional and then we'll try and justify it by logic. So go on, give us an example of logical. I don't know. It, 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 if it's, it's got to be that simple, hasn't it? So a dead simple thing. I don't buy washing up liquid based on emotion. So you're washing up liquid. So you said this is a, this, so this is um, ecological. Did you say? No, I'm just buying it. I just need it to wash the pots. It's as simple. So you go cheapest then. I just well, I'll be honest with you. I just use whatever it covered at the, <laughs> the end of the day. But I would imagine it's it, it, it's come from Aldi. Bash, job done. Do you know what I mean? It does the job. I'm not saying that it is what it is. There's, there's no big thought around that. However, if I was buying a, a particular item of clothing, uh, depending on what it is and what it's for, there's a lot more consideration in that particular piece, you know? And that could be, and that could be one I've bought from that brand before and their products have been amazing because I know they're, I know they're ethically produced. So, for example, it might be a Patagonia jacket. Why are you buying a Patagonia jacket? Because I know I'll buy it, I'll pay more money for it, it's got ethics attached to it, I'll buy it on day one and in six, seven years' time, it'll still be doing the job. There's a lot more consideration around that, you know? So that is more, there's logic attached to it, but I mean, you're emotionally attached to that brand, aren't you? Because you bought into their story, their entire background, why the founder set up the company, what he wanted to achieve, what the business does and what the business does with its profits and things like that. You know, it's... I think if I was to try and buy, every, you know, if everything was an emotional purchase along that, does life would be too too complicated? But you could turn around and say, I'm, it's an emotional purchase because I'm buying it and it just makes me feel good. That's an emotional purchase, isn't it? If all decisions, all buying decisions were based on logic, that'd get complicated because you'd have to work everything out about it. You know, so look at price points, have a look at where's it manufactured, you know, who's manufactured it. Um, who's distributed it? Where does the owner invest the profits, for example? You know, it's going to be really difficult. Or you could just go, Patagonia, I like the brand. It feels good. I feel happy in it. Job done. And then we'll justify it and go, well, actually, it's a really well-made brand, you know, and it's going to last me for six years, this one. The more money you're spending, logic probably comes into it more than uh, emotion. For example, there will be a lot of logical considerations around buying a car because of the amount of it and the purpose of it and everything like you know, you than emotion, you know, that sits with it because of the price point. Because you're going, there's lots more considerations in that. All this cash, am I buying this? Is it going to do what it says it's going to do? There is a lot more. You'll do a lot more research into it than you would do going, I'm having that because it does, you know. Once you've made the I think it depends where in the, on the decision process you're at. Once you've decided you need to buy a car or you want to buy a car, so one is a, is an emotion, whereas need is probably a, dis, a logical decision. So 
when we think about branding, for example, we, we sell to wants, don't sell to needs. So this that's why people pay more or less for certain similar, you know, similar quality items. But once you've made that decision that, okay, I'm going to get a new car, whether it's a want or a need, then you're looking at logic. But that, you know, cars are a really big decision. You could say, for example, I'm going electric because it's better for the planet, but then you think, well, it's going to cost 10 times more to produce this car, or it's going to have 10 times more of an impact on the environment to produce this car. Why don't we just drive older cars? Well, they're less economical, so you have to use more petrol. Why don't we just, you know, retrofit them with other stuff? Why don't we cycle more or walk more? You know, so if you're going to use logic for everything, then we probably wouldn't spend much money on anything at all because it's not logical to do so. Why don't we just save the money in the first place? Because we feel good. It's a human emotion to feel good, to spend money on stuff. Because, you know, for the first kind of 14 days of having a new car, you've got a new car feel. But after that, it's just your old car then, isn't it? There's new car smells disappeared and you think, yeah, I should have got a black one. <laughs> oh, you old cynic, you. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just, going back, just going back to emotions, pardon the direct questions now. Dave, you give us an example of a time of trying to cry because it, it's the right time to do it. But you couldn't do it, you know. You know, we go to like a, a funeral, for example. I can't help myself. I'm blubbing at the thought of a funeral. But sometimes I've been to funerals. I'm like, why don't I feel sad anymore? It's possibly because I've, I've let it go before. And you likened it to um, a George Michael video, almost. You know, quick, I need to get this out. You know, I need to, I need to quickly urinate, <laughs> get this done. Oh, quick, <laughs> because we're trying to add. And I think emotions and feelings are things that you don't. Act, you know, you don't think about them. They just happen. These, these, these are emotions. So when you when you want a wee, you just go and have a wee, don't you? When you try and wee, it's a lot harder. So this this point about emotions and expressing emotions. When's the last time you cried? Actually cried. And I'm not talking tears of joy or happiness. Just cried. Can't remember. Dave, Phil, can't remember. Really? Oh yeah, I've welled up a little bit. Yeah. What do you think about any time you cried then, as an adult? For me, so the, the last time I genuinely cried properly rather than just welling up was just when I kind of realised that wasn't in a particularly great headspace, however many, two and a half years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, when, when I'd actually come to the kind of, because for I mean, it's sort of the whole point, I guess, for me, when I was tumbling down that, that well, that rabbit hole or whatever you want to call it, I, I just wasn't talking to people about it and um, just did the usual thing of, of going, you know what, broad shoulders, I can take this on. No one needs to know I'm struggling here, you know, and 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 I think not expressing my emotion because it's all got, obviously it's got to go somewhere as they always say. And, and I think, you know, it was, I think, you know, me and Sophie had a, I might have even mentioned this on, on the cast before, but, I think I had an afternoon off and we went for something to eat, just me and Soph, and I just said, I, I was dead quiet. I was just didn't want to talk, basically. And obviously it should have been a really nice thing, you know, going out for lunch and a you know, Friday afternoon, whatever. And I just was just stony fate. I'm not even, you know, that miserable. And I, I just said, you know, a quarter of an hour in or whatever, you know, I said, I, I think I need some help. <laughs> And that's, you know, I was in, in a little restaurant kind of thing and, you know, I did sort of well up then, you know, which was, and then I think when I subsequently went to the doctors and that sort of hit me even more. So that, that was why I, I was 
upset. I was emotional. <laughs> Just emotional. I can't pinpoint which of the six. I know it was probably more, you know, three more than three of the others, but you know, I just it just it just all kind of properly hit me. So I think that's the last the last time then I can't remember beyond beyond that. But I think that was as a, as a, as a result of just not of suppressing stuff, you know. You know, I'd have got to the point where I didn't even, you know, I wouldn't even go. I would, I would avoid hanging out with pals, you know, going for a meal or going to the pub. It just, I just didn't. It was all just I didn't want to talk about stuff. Didn't didn't think anyone could help, and and you know, that sort of sent me to a bad place. But no, cheers, Phil. And you you mentioned about being emotional, and eventually, you know, there's there's a point where you can't suppress suppress your emotions. Forever, they're yeah. gonna come out at some point. They're gonna manifest as tears, rage, some form of anger. You know, we're gonna express it somehow. We've we've got to get a let out. It's like a, there was somebody told me an analogy when I had a, when I had a breakdown about twelve years ago. It's like you imagine a bottle of coke, and it's or a fizzy bottle of pop to to any potential sponsors, um, a carbonated drink. If you were to um, if you were to drop it, you know, knock it off the table, drop it on the floor. And you've not opened it yet. If you open it straight away, it's just going to go everywhere in it. Somebody just said, you know, "We're all like, you know, bottle of pop, carbonated drink." And every now and again, we need to just go let a bit out, yeah. let a bit out, yeah. let a bit out. Because otherwise, if you don't, something's going to happen. You know, it's a can of coke or a, or a bottle of bottle of pop. It's just going to go everywhere. If you just do it once every now and again, it's just going to go everywhere. It's going to be a shit show. So, Dave. So you're moving around a little bit uncomfortably <laughs> fidgety there. When's the last time you cried? I can't remember the last time I actually properly cried, and I can't. I probably started to, but stopped myself from doing it. So when my dad passed away, definitely, but I didn't act very weirdly or being strange. So I, you know, uh, I kept it all in. And at his funeral, when I when I did the eulogy at his funeral, but again, just kept it kept it all in. When both the boys were born. That just blew my mind that, do you know what I mean? I was like, oh my God, especially first time around, I'm like, my goodness. And second time around, that was just like, I'm like, let's see, like going, oh my God, I'm like, you know. Uh, and then other times from a from a tears perspective, when I've when I've finished an event, something like that, I get, oh, I'm just like, but I guess that's that's the the joyful aspects of it. On the opposite side of it, when you're talking about, I guess the anger, I would say. I guess it's just life more so with with the anger element of it. And when I have done, it's not just like take it's like the bottle of Coke's been basically shaken for a long period of time. You know, it would go it would just it's as if you don't even got a lid off, it's just exploded. And now I think I'm probably better at uh controlling it, you know. When these situations, I go, oh, I can see it coming in. I can see it approaching. I can see it approaching. I can see it approaching. And it's like, don't let yourself get dragged into it. Don't let yourself get dragged into it. And I'm doing everything I can to stop it. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, my God, it's happening. It's on. And then I get into a situation where I get then even more angry for allowing myself to get into that situation. So it. I'm not necessarily, I have anger with the person or the situation that's going on and then I get more pissed off with myself, like a Muppet, <laughs> you know. But it's, that's a lot less nowadays, you know, because that's got, 
I recognise it quicker, and but it frightens me when I get into those situations because just the level of emotion, like nuclear level of it, you know, and it, it's I, I can frighten myself sometimes when I get into those situations, and, and I would love, you know, to be able to on the tear aspects of it, yeah, let it out, let it out, but it's I don't know, it's as, it's as if you've got a tap. And then the taps does it's, it, you know, the taps open and the water's about to come through the pipe and stuff, and then all of a sudden it's it's gone, it, it it shut off. And I've been like that for years. And maybe maybe it'll change. Maybe I I don't know. Yeah, I just accept it for for being what it is. I wonder if you know. And thanks for that, Dave. I'm just wondering if you know a lot of us, a lot of us blokes in particular, are just so caught up in our own ego that. Showing emotions or feeling emotions yeah. isn't actually masculine. You know, it's not right. Yeah, we shouldn't do that because it's wrong. Or there's something wrong with us. We're broken. You know, Phil, you told a, you know, an example of a time where you probably felt broken, and that's why the emotions come out. You know, the cracks start to appear, and then the emotions start to leak out. Maybe we've, you know, we've we've built these walls around ourselves, you know, to to protect ourselves. No doubt, we want to protect ourselves from fear of being judged. But maybe we judge ourselves. And then if we, you know, we hear ourselves getting angry, I get angry at myself for being angry. You know, when, yeah. I, oh, yeah. when I lose my shit, when I'm driving sometimes, I get angry with myself because why am I getting angry? You know, I should be calm. Or, you know, getting angry at the fact, I'll give you an example. I cried at Andy's man club a few years ago and I was angry with myself for crying in front of my mates. There's no sense in that at all. You know, so there's another emotion trying to mask another emotion, which is because I've been suppressing my emotions for so long. So I think it is right sometimes to, to let these emotions go. Did you know where the word emotion actually comes from? That's Gandhi. Welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the part of the show where Andy talks bollocks. Um, the word emotion dates back to 1575 when it was adapted from the word or the French word "émouvoir," which means to stir it up or to shake it up. Émouvoir. Talking about shaking her. Émouvoir. Bonjour. <laughs> Very sexy, well done. Uh, the word emotion was coined in the early 1800s, and prior to that, we didn't really use the word emotion in the English language, that is. We would talk about things like passions or accidents of the soul or moral sentiments. So the word emotion, you know, it's, it's only been around for, you know, a couple of hundred years, really. That's, that's how long we've been using it for. So emotions are, are maybe just the things that we feel, you know, going back to the beginning, how you're feeling. These are, you know, these, these are feelings within the soul. Maybe that's, you know, we, we've lost track of, you know, how to do this. Or I've lost the ability to, to feel things because we've, de we've been desensitized. We're in, a, we're in a time of human evolution where science seems to have taken over. Everything's digitized or everything's got numbers attached to it. There's logic and pragmatism everywhere. And I think that stops us from being emotional. You know, we, it's deemed a weakness to be emotional. Well, actually, emotional, probably one of the best strengths we could potentially have if we're going to be rational and live longer. That would be my particular take on it as well. Last time I cried was this morning. I'll be honest. No I'm, I'm actually getting quite good at crying. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't blubbing. I didn't, I didn't explode because I do it on a, on a fairly regular basis, I'll be honest with you. But sometimes it's just tears. You know, I recognise tears are just rolling down my face. Well, all right. Obviously, I'm feeling something right now. What is it I'm feeling? I was tears of happiness. Somebody emailed me. Because, as you know, I've, I'm, I'm leaving the job I've been doing for a while now. And somebody emailed me and said, I remember when you interviewed me 
I wanted to impress you so much because I read some of your articles online and I was so over the moon when you when you gave me the job. I just want to say that when you reached out to me when I was in a bad place, it meant the absolute world to me. I was I'm reading that with tears rolling down my face. I'm like, I can't believe that, you know, you that you remembered this or you felt that way about it, you know. And that was that was just that wasn't tears of sadness, that's tears of happiness. I, t- I cried at comic relief as well. Sometimes that's why I watch comic relief or sport relief or whatever they call it. It's like, because I'm not going to go at some point, you know, I'm just going up, get, making a brew. I learn that. <laughs> you know, now, when the donation part comes on, yeah, I'll learn. Oh, <laughs> I left the oven on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't goodness. do it. And, you know, and particularly when people talk about mental health, you know, when, when, when you see a bloke going, you know, I was in a bad place and, you know, and he explains what's happened in her life. I'm like, I can't cope. I'm just seeing myself in you. I read a book. Get this. I cried on the tram last week. Actually, in actual proper tears, sobbing tears on the tram. I read a book called Might Bite by a guy who was a gambling addict and he was also a secondary drug addict as well and, and probably addicted to food as well. Just completely masking all his emotions by addictions. And he described the point when he's at a train station looking over a bridge. And I completely felt everything. The way he wrote it, I felt absolutely everything. And ironically, he's talking about public transport. I'm on a tram. And I realized I'm actually in <laughs> I'm in public and I'm crying. And it was that, you know, it was that free flowing and it was so so emotive. So I think sometimes it's for me, it's great. And Dave, you mentioned about almost trying to cry doesn't work. But when you're tired after an event, you know, if you do an ultra or something like that. I think we're just so tired. We can't hold on to the, yeah, you know, no those, the yeah. ego that's holding it back. You know, we just let it go. You know, our emotions are there for everybody to see, and you don't care what people think anymore because we're probably so tired, and we've you know we've worked really hard for something. So tears of happiness usually appear. I feel like we could talk about this all day, but I don't think we can afford the editing costs if we were to do that. <laughs> So I want to I wanted to just summarize. Um I like to I like to summarize with King Cod. So King Cod, what have we what have we learned from this very valuable episode? I like the fact it's well I've learned it's been very valuable, that's for sure. It's been valuable <laughs> for me anyway. <laughs> we we human it's, it's it's a human trait, isn't it? And it's it, it's part of us and some of it is is a logical part, some of it is it's who we are, it's part of our makeup. And it's not a bad thing, is it? And like you say, really interesting that I went to like I went to like picking up on the couple of negative sides of it. Never thought about the awesomeness of the happy side of it and the rush and the buzz that you can get and things like that. It's really important to remember that. Like really important to to remember that. So I think we just got to embrace it. Just embrace it. And accept that sometimes it will work this way and sometimes it will work a different way. And hopefully it's more hopefully we all get to experience the more positive sides of it than than the negative downsides of it. Yeah, I love that. I love that word experience. It, we are we should be experiencing life as human beings rather than thinking about it. We should feel it, shouldn't we? We should. Definitely. Phil, what's your takeaway? It is it's that the same sort of thing. It's it's that wheel of emotion, you know. <laughs> Sounds like an 80s band, doesn't it? But like, <laughs> like almost as part of, I don't know, just knowing where you are on it and, and the sort of how strong the feelings are. Is, I, I'd, you know, in my head now, it's like I'm actually probably going to go and get those emotions down, plot them on a little wheel 
and just find some way. Just go, this sounds again sounds really wee well, but I just think there's something in that, isn't there? You know, of going all right. How do I actually feel today? I do. I feel happy. Uh, you know, recently something really lovely happened in our family, and and I came away from it felt happy, but also because I was conscious of feeling happy. I kind of made a concerted effort to kind of hold on to that. You embrace know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't embrace it yet. And I don't know that we do that enough that, that we embrace, I'm having, this is great. This is brilliant. Let's just reflect on that. Or oh, this makes me feel upset and I'm going to, maybe I'm going to talk about it or what have you. Uh, I just think there's definite, this wheel of emotion. Yeah. I think there's, there's, there's knowing where you are and plotting it and reflecting and, and understanding that, yeah, we're all going to react different ways to stuff. And just because, you know, we didn't cry at that funeral or in that moment about something sad, you know, it doesn't that we're not a broken human because of that. It's just because we're probably wired in different ways that certain emotions are, are more exposed than others, I guess. Mm. It depends on the time, doesn't it? It depends on the circumstances. You know, we, you can't. You can't program or schedule feeling emotional. It's a response to everything that's going on around us at that particular time. I think my takeaway would be if logic is the brain, emotion is the heart, and the heart is where happiness is. And almost everybody I've met in life wants to feel happiness. So I reckon we feel happier if we start doing things emotionally or accepting our emotions more than our logic, because logic really is just... It's just the brain, isn't it? You know, we're talking about algorithms there. What we talk, what what we should do. As an example, instead of saying "I think this" and "I think that," we just replace it with "I feel this" and "I feel that." You're becoming more human, yeah, and we'll just like live that. happier and for longer. Like like that a lot, mate. Dave Kincod, have you got a call to action for our listener? For the one listener, continue to listen. And if you want to uh, share and like the usual, you know, I think yeah, just I think what. What we're saying is, is, is what we're saying, be yourself. Just be yourself, aren't we? There's nothing wrong with who you are, even if that is significantly different to the person next to you or everybody else. What's wrong with that? You know, be yourself. I love that. Everyone else is taken. <laughs> oh, I love it, yeah. Who, who said that? Don't say that. Some meme, wasn't it? In Instagram. Insta. Yeah, somebody famous, obviously. Brilliant. Yeah. So uh, like, share, subscribe, five star rating, send it to your other friend, our listener, and I will see you on the next episode. Nice one, boys. Love nice you guys. Cheers. See nice you later. Awesome as always. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed us talking COD, please give us a rating, leave us a review in your podcast app, and subscribe now. Quick shout out to the guys at Dapdip Productions, the folks pushing the buttons behind the scenes. Check them out at dapdip.co.uk. And thanks to Rubber Bear for our theme tune, Elements. Find the band on Spotify and SoundCloud. We'll see you next time for more Talking Code.